0: Hey Faithful Listener, welcome to Season 6 of the Bible Explained Podcast. The podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Judges. Howdy and good morning friends and faithful listeners. Today we are going to be discussing Judges Chapter 7. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, I am having so much fun in the book of Judges. I love Judges. It is my favorite book of the Bible, basically. And now that I'm going through it again and like really studying it, I love it even more than I loved it before. And you guys are probably like, why Judges? I don't know. I just love Judges. Judges is so cool. It's such a fantastic book. So let's go ahead and grab our Bibles and our cups of coffee and let's read Judges chapter 7 verses 9 through 15 today. And as per usual, I'm going to be reading at the W.E.B. or the World English Bible. But feel free to grab the version of the Bible that you prefer and join in with me reading Judges 7, 9 through 15. That same night, Yahweh said to Gideon, Arise, go down into the camp, for I have delivered it into your hand. But if you are afraid to go down, go with Purah, your servant, down to the camp. You will hear what they say, and afterward, your hands will be strengthened to go down into the camp. Then he went down with Purah his servant to the outermost part of the armed men who were in the camp. The Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along in the valley like locusts for multitude, and their camels were without number, as the sand which is on the seashore for multitude. When Gideon had come, behold, there was a man telling a dream to his fellow, He said, Behold, I dreamed a dream, and behold, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian, came to the tent, and struck it so that it fell, and turned it upside down so that the tent lay flat. His fellow answered, This is nothing other than the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. God has delivered Midian into his hand with all the army. It was so when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation that he worshipped. Then he returned into the camp of Israel and said, Arise. For Yahweh has delivered the army of Midian into your hand. I mean, how can you not love the book of Judges? Like, this story alone is so cool. It's such a cool story. So, as you guys know, Gideon is up on like this mountaintop area where he can actually see the entire Midianite army beneath him. And they're all like camping in the valley. There's more of the Midianites there. There's also the Amalekites and just all sorts of people about to rise up against Israel. So Gideon can see this. Gideon's got an army of 300 men, which is funny because God actually whittled it down to 300, (laughs) which we talked about that last week. Super funny how that happened as well. God whittles Gideon's army down to 300 men because God actually said that if Gideon has more than 300 men, that Israel is actually going to become arrogant against God and think that they took the Midianite army. So God told all the soldiers basically to go home and Gideon's left with 300 people. So you can imagine that Gideon isn't feeling too confident at this point. I can't exactly fault Gideon for not feeling very confident, not feeling like he can take tens of thousands of Midianite soldiers <laughs> with also a lot more resources than they had. I mean, they had all these camels. It says here, the camels they had were without number is what it said. And so the the Midianites, not only did they have tons more men, but they also had way more resources, way more food, way more weapons, way more camels, just everything. They had everything honestly better than the Israelites had, except for one thing, which was Yahweh. The Israelites had Yahweh on their side. The Midianites did not. The Midianites were trusting in their camels. Gideon was trusting in Yahweh. So it says that same night after God basically told Gideon to send all of his troops home, except for the 300 men, it says that same night, Yahweh said to Gideon, arise and go down into the camp for I've delivered it into your hand. But if you are afraid to go down, go with Purah, your servant, down into the camp. So God comes to Gideon that night and he says, Gideon, I know you're scared. So I want you to go down into the Midianite camp. (laughs) I can imagine Gideon was like, what are you asking me to do now, God? What am I supposed to take it all by myself? What do you want me to do? And so Gideon is obviously scared because God actually says to him, if you're too scared, take your servant Pura with you. I think that's how you say this servant's name. So he's like, go down both of you to the edge of the Midianite army and listen. That's all he says to do. And if you're too scared, take Pura with you and you will hear what the Midianites say. And afterward, your hands will be strengthened to go down into the camp. So Gideon, honestly, he must have been really shaken with fear. I mean, he's got 300 men And yes, he's got Yahweh on his side, but Gideon had not seen the amazing wonders yet, really, that God was able to perform for Israel before. Now, of course, he did see the miracles that God performed for him, like the wool, remember, with the wool being wet with the morning dew. And uh, he also saw how God like burned up the sacrifice that Gideon offered him. But Gideon didn't see the miraculous power that God had displayed to Israel a couple generations before him. So Gideon's faith was a little bit shaky, but at least Gideon listened to God. (laughs) That's the one thing I can say about Gideon as compared to some of the other judges. A lot of the other judges were very stubborn, even with the last guy we talked about that saved Israel, Barak. He was very stubborn. He was like, I'm not going to war. I don't care what God tells me to do. I'm not going unless Deborah, the the female judge, comes with me. So even Barak was very stubborn. So one thing I can say about Gideon, at least he wasn't super stubborn. So God was willing to work with Gideon's fear. And he was very compassionate towards Gideon. You can see that God doesn't yell at Gideon because he's scared. He doesn't get angry at Gideon. He just says... Look, I know you're afraid. Go down into the camp. You will be encouraged. So Gideon does it. It says Gideon went with Pura, his servant, to the outermost part of the armed men who were in the camp. So it says the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along in the valley like locusts for multitude. And their camels were without number as the sand which is on the seashore for multitude. So, I mean... Gideon comes down to the army. He sees all these people and he's probably just like, how is this supposed to be encouraging? (laughs) But he goes, he goes with Pura. And so it says, when Gideon had come, behold, there was a man telling a dream to his friend. And he says, look, I had this dream, you know, and uh, there was like this cake of barley bread that rolled down into our camp and it hit one of our tents. So that the tents collapsed. And so his friend hears the dream. And his friend is basically like, this is definitely a prophecy. This is Gideon. You know, we're hearing stories about this man, Gideon. Your your dream is a prophecy of Gideon coming into the camp and destroying it. So he says, God has delivered Midian into his hand with all the army. So let's think about this for a moment. Gideon is sitting there secretly listening to this conversation that's going on. What are the chances that a Midianite enemy soldier would have a dream about a cake of barley bread that came and destroyed the camp and his friend giving a prophecy of what that dream meant and mentioning Gideon's name while Gideon is listening at that exact moment? There are no chances of that, basically. I mean, this was not a coincidence god ordained this from the very beginning he gave that dream to one of the midianite soldiers he gave the prophecy of that dream to the soldier's friend who was talking about it and gideon heard his name being mentioned in the midianite army this means that the midianites were talking about gideon they heard about him and they were actually scared in some ways, of the Israelites. And this friend who heard the dream had enough sense to know, to actually know that God had delivered Midian into Gideon's hand with all of the army. So Gideon secretly hears this Midianite soldier give a prophecy to him about how God is literally going to deliver the Midianites into his hand. That's not a coincidence. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. And this is why not only do I love the book of Judges so much, but I just love God so much. Because God is so kind and he offers so much encouragement when we need encouragement. The Holy Spirit is called the comforter, he comes and comforts us when we are down. Jesus says that those who weep are going to be comforted. And they're actually blessed. Those who weep are blessed and they will be comforted. God is so kind. And so I don't understand why there are so many people that read the Old Testament and they're like, God is a mean, warmongering, you know, whatever. And they don't read the Bible. That's why they say that. It's because they don't read these stories in the Bible where God is so kind kind to people. He offered Gideon so much encouragement to the point of giving him a prophecy through the enemy's lips. And like I said, that's why I love God so much, because I've seen God offer me encouragement before when I've been struggling. This ministry I have, P40 Ministries, sometimes I will get very discouraged with the ministry because I'm like you know I'm putting so much time into it I don't make a lot of money and when I feel the most discouraged about that all of a sudden something very encouraging happens and it like refreshes me I'll get a nice email from you guys or you know somebody will purchase something on the website or you know I'll I'll receive a Bible verse or something about encouragement from God. And so God knows when you're discouraged. He knows when you're fearful. And God is the ultimate comforter. He comforts those who are cast down. And so he he comes and comforts Gideon in the most miraculous way possible. And Gideon is comforted. He's encouraged so much. By this prophecy, he heard in the Midianite camp that he goes back up to the Israelites, his 300 men, and he's like, let's go. We got this. We are going to take the Midianite army now. That's how encouraged Gideon became. He went from shaking in his boots to even go down the mountain and listen to the Midianites to now ready to take an army of tens of thousands with 300 people. That's what God does for us. He gives us power. He gives us encouragement. He gives us strength. Because all of our strength comes from God anyway. Everything we think we have, we don't have by our own power. We have it because Yahweh gives it to us. But I do want to talk about this dream a little bit more before I end this podcast episode. It says that there was a man telling this dream to his friend. He said, behold, I dreamed a dream. And behold, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian, came to the tent, struck it so that it fell and turned it upside down so that the tent lay flat. So I found out that barley bread, I've never had any before. I only ever eat wheat bread. (laughs) And I'm not actually a big fan of bread anyway. But I found out that barley bread, especially back in these days, was like the bread of the poor. It was like the bread of just the, the destitute, basically. That's what the, the poor people would eat It was barley bread. So this barley bread rolls down into the camp, strikes a tent and causes it to completely fall flat. Now, what's interesting about this is that barley bread was considered the bread of the poor. And so a, th- this Midianite having a revelation of barley bread coming down to the camp and causing chaos was showing that something almost pitiful, like something that the world would deem as pitiful, would come in and conquer. So what's kind of cool about this is that the Midianites were given a chance to repent through this dream, specifically these two men you know, the guy that had the dream and also the guy that was able to interpret the dream. They recognize that God is on Gideon's side. I mean, what's the interpreter say? God has delivered Midian into his hand with all the army. So I don't know how this revelation affected these two men. Maybe these two guys, these Midianite warriors got out of there because they realized that Gideon was going to come down and destroy them. Maybe they got out of there. Maybe they repented. Maybe they turned towards Yahweh. I don't know what happened to these two guys, but you can see that this is also a chance in a way for the Midians to turn back to God. God just keeps giving chance after chance after chance to everybody. That's the other other cool thing that God does. And lastly, God can work through weakness. You know, that barley bread, kind of a pitiful object, a little cake rolling down into camp and uh, (laughs) destroying everything. That's kind of a, a pitiful image, right? But God works through those weaknesses. And so we need to humbly give those weaknesses to God, not be prideful and pretend like weakness isn't there, not to put on a persona of being strong, but humbly telling God like, hey, you know, I have these weaknesses. Please work through them because God works through weakness. It actually says that God's power is made perfect through weakness. We just talked about that. So God can work through weakness. So to summarize this short little portion we read today of how good God is, the first way God is good is firstly, he gave so much encouragement to a struggling Gideon. You know, he was terrified. He was shaken in his boots, seeing these Midianites beneath him in the valley. But yet God strengthened him and gave him encouragement. That's the first way God is good. He gives us encouragement when we really need it. When we need it the most, God will be there for us. He is the comforter. Secondly, God gave the Midianites a chance, a last chance to turn away from their wickedness and to turn to him through this dream. I don't know if this dream affected any Midians. I don't know if it helped them turn back to God, but it's absolutely a chance for the Midians to turn to God. So that's the second way God is so good. And the third way, God works through weakness. You know, we don't think of weakness as something that can be made great. (laughs) We don't think of weakness as something that is good. But God can turn that weakness into something absolutely amazing. So we shouldn't be embarrassed of things we're not strong in. And so we should give those things to God because God's power is made perfect in weakness. And so humility is important for us to have in order for God to work with us, basically. So those are the three ways that God is just so good. in in this short little portion, these six, seven verses here, three ways of how good God is. And honestly, I'm sure there's a dozen more ways (laughs) that we could find that God is being good here. But... Um, They're the three obvious ones that I can see anyway. But all right, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that it encouraged you because God does want to encourage his people. And if you need encouragement, then pray. Pray that God sends you some amount of encouragement today. And also, if you guys have a prayer request that you need something prayed for, contact me. I will write you down in my little prayer journal and I will pray for you. Well faithful listeners, have a fantastic rest of your day. I will see you guys tomorrow. Happy listening and God bless.